Welcome to the Last 8% Morning. This is JP Palu Fry. It's so great to be with you today. Do you sometimes struggle when things go wrong with a project or a relationship or your job? Do you get frustrated when you don't hit your numbers and your team is falling behind? Today, we're going to look at how can we better handle these situations that can keep us stuck. Let's walk. out walking, enjoying this gorgeous day, moving as we are able, feeling our feet on the ground, feeling our hands and arms as they swing. This is the last 8% morning and we walk. It is so great to be with you today. And we start by being present, practicing being present with whatever is, without pushing it away. So we feel our feet contacting the ground. Or we go through our whole body and do a body scan and tune into any sensations that are present, both the pleasant or unpleasant sensations or anything in between. Do that now. Just feel your whole body. And again, mindfulness is just paying attention non-judgmentally. So we're not pushing anything away if it's uncomfortable. And we can do the same thing head to toe in a body scan using the barometer of calm, not calm. Are there any areas in your body that feel less calm or neutral or more calm. And again, we're just a student of human behavior, checking in with our body, being non-judgmental, building the muscle of being non-judgmental, befriending whatever is present. the more that we can befriend whatever is present without pushing it away or running when things get hot means we can have more courage. We can be our best in our more difficult situations, what we call last day percent situations. And this is at the heart of what's going to grow our career, build the kind of relationships we want and allow us to have a greater impact on the world. This is the how of leadership. So just feeling your feet on the ground, feeling your belly rise and fall. It may seem a funny practice, but it is so powerful. Feel your head and neck.
at the last 8% project, we believe mood follows movement. And there's great data to back this up. That's why we move every day. That's why we integrate movement and mindfulness and mental training exercises. Because we know if we are going to be our best selves, high performers, then we need to learn how to manage our brain, manage our autonomic nervous system, manage our emotions. And that's what we are doing. So just being present. Just feeling our belly rise and fall. Congratulating yourself for getting up and doing this, whether this is in the morning for you or another time of day. It's so great to walk with you today. And just stand tall, look around, and feel grateful. So you, like me, like many people, struggle with things that can keep you stuck. Maybe it's a really important relationship. Or maybe you have a teenage daughter who is struggling emotionally, and after trying everything you can to help you don't know what to do or you're unable to get pregnant after trying for many years or a project at work that's really important is falling behind or falling apart what is common in each of these situations they are all situations where we are trying to control something that we really cannot and it is driving us to frustration. Reminds me of a story that I heard traveling in India 30 years ago. I spent time in monasteries in Southeast Asia and in India and in the southern part of India. Um, they catch a monkey in a very interesting way. They find a coconut, they hollow it out, and then they chain it to a tree. And then they put a very small banana inside the coconut. But of course, they're clever in how they devise this. So they make the hole big enough into the coconut that a monkey can put its outstretched hand into the coconut to grab the banana. But when the monkey has a fist around the banana, the monkey is unable to get free. And so the monkey has to make a decision. You know, wow, I really want that banana. But if I don't let go of it, I'm going to stay stuck. And the monkey stays stuck for a long time, hours and days. That's how they catch monkeys. And for me, it's like, you know, what are we not letting go of that is keeping us stuck? Is it? something that's going on in a relationship or at work how the last quarter went or that project that is stalling is it living with and in this pandemic and after working with individuals for over 20 years in this field with you know people under pressure whether olympic athletes or nfl nba teams or you know individuals 
in organizations, it's clear to me that attachment to outcome is one of the biggest sources of our suffering. Let me say that again. Attachment to outcome is one of the biggest sources of our suffering. And there is a lot of stake, a lot at stake if we are unable to see this problem for what it is or unable to deal with it effectively. Because, and you know this, our emotions and our performance are then at the whim of something outside of our control. We are an athlete and our emotions go up and down with the score. We are on a sales team and our emotions go up and down with our sales figures. We are a manager and our emotions go up and down with hitting or not hitting our goals. And of course, our performance suffers. Or we are in relationship with virtually anybody. Could be our team, our partner, someone at work. And if things are going well, we're happy. If things are not going well, we're less happy. We need to see clearly that we are attached to outcome. This is a huge insight. If you can get this insight, and it might seem in some ways obvious to you, but so many people miss this, or at least they know this, but they're so attached to outcome. They're so holding on to that banana that they don't see how it's affecting them, how it's causing them to lose confidence or get caught in self-doubt and misery locked in a prison of their own minds. This is not a happy place to be. So we want to do well, right? We want to have a great career, great relationships, have an impact on the world. But we face these situations, these especially last 8% situations. And if we don't see how getting stuck, being attached to outcome is keeping us stuck, then we are in trouble. And we need a plan. We need a, a way to find our way out of this predicament. So what do we do? Well, I mean, that's what this whole Ask 8% project is all about. We want to see our last 8% situations as opportunities to transform ourselves. Every time we face a difficult last 8% situation, conversation, decision, task. Can we see it differently? And so number one, part of this plan is to understand why we struggle to let go. And there are many reasons. But a big one is a feeling that we have that we need to be perfect in everything we do. We hold excessive standards for ourselves. We indulge in self-punishment if we do not reach those standards. And it could come from many places, maybe our upbringing. But many of us have internalized this myth that in most everything we do and in everything we are, we need to be perfect. And so we cannot let go of the banana So I want you to just ask yourself, are you feeling like you need to be perfect? And is that keeping you stuck? 
And look, I have high standards for certain things, but I've come to really learn there's some things that, you know, I don't need everything to be an A. Not that I've always been able to get an A in everything I do, but there's some things that if I tried to get an A in everything, it would just overwhelm me, burn me out. I'd never let go of the banana. I'd never really be happy. I certainly wouldn't perform because I'd exhaust myself and my energy in the less important moments. And then when I would face a last 8% moment, I wouldn't be as present, as powerful. So number one, we need to really look a bit closer and understand why we struggle to let go. By the way, a big one, and this is a whole nother episode, but you know, perfectionism is driven a lot by wanting to be loved and respected. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's a lot of way to, ways to get love and acceptance that have nothing to do with perfectionism. So that's the first one. The second one is we need to let go of outcome and focus instead on what we call integrity of inputs. What do I mean by that? Well, there are many inputs within our control. How hard we work, how prepared we are, how we work on our levels of emotional intelligence and our courage so that we can step into those difficult moments, how we work with others, even when things are not going great, how we manage conflict, how aggressive a learner we are. It, the list goes on and on. I think you can see. But a big one really is about how we approach and how we see the last 8% situations we face. So ask yourself, how do you see last 8% situations, high-pressure situations? Do you see them as threatening or challenging? Do you embrace such moments or do you dread them? Try to avoid them. An overwhelming majority of people in the working world that we work with see last 8% situations as threatening, as do or die. And you see, here's the thing. As soon as you see a last 8% situation as a threat, it undermines our self-confidence. It elicits fear of failure. It has impact on our brain. Our short-term memory, for instance, our attention, our judgment. It spurs, quite frankly, impulsive behavior. And it saps our energy. On the other side of the coin, individuals who perceive a last 8% task or situation not as a threat, but instead as a challenge, an opportunity, or even as something fun, are far more likely to perform up to the level of their ability, increasing their chances for success. Standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. This is why we practice every day, right? We're neuroarchitects. We're building, crafting our brain. And we do this by this habit of showing up and walking every day and doing mindfulness so that our brain changes, literally is plastic and changes. We do this so we can build the skills of emotional intelligence. Why? Because that's what's required in these more difficult moments. 
And when we can start to see our last 8% situations differently, which is a skill in and of itself, either as a, you know, something that's a threat or more of a challenge, once we see these things, these situations differently, then our body responds differently. Our brain responds differently. In another episode, I'll get into that neuroscience. But this is the start of befriending what is present and not doing everything to push it away. Because it's often the pushing away, our resistance that causes us to struggle, that causes us to be unhappy, quite frankly, and causes us to be underperforming. Instead, as you know, we try to welcome it, right? When you feel a sensation in the first five, six minutes of our last 8% morning, and you don't push it away, you don't wish it away, you just welcome it, befriend it. You know, as I, when I work with athletes, when they start to feel the heat and their body starts to, you know, get triggered and, and go into their, you know, the different responses that every athlete has, we see it differently. We're like, ah, my body's getting ready to perform. Wow, this is going to be fun. And instead of feeling the pressure as, you know, and, and the physiological arousal, the physical sensations as I'm nervous, we see it as I'm excited. And this is part of the practice. And the more we can do this, the more we are at peace with all things, including the more difficult things, the last 8% situations. This is not an easy practice. But the more that you stay committed to walking every day with me and you build this practice of mindfulness and of mental training exercises and you build these skills and you hold yourself accountable, you know, you build these habits, you will start to see that you will relate differently to the same situation than you did a year ago, six months ago. And that's when we start to feel such agency, such power, and we can start to have the impact on the world that we want. We can walk into our last 8% situations with a confidence and a courage. So standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful. If you're getting something out of this podcast, please share it on your social media. Take a picture of the podcast uh, episode and put it on wherever, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever you like. Um, Join our Facebook group. We're building a community of last eight percenters who are committed to growing the skills and seeing their last 8% situations as not something to avoid, not a threat, but actually as a path to becoming a better version of themselves. And I'm so glad you are here. So now let's go, let's go to our three by three. Three mindful breaths right down into your toes. Now, three things that you can feel grateful for. 
And now moving to three goals for the day. What would make it a great day? What could you focus on that if you got these three things done, wow, you'd feel so good inside. This podcast is about being, right? That's building the mindfulness practice. It's also about doing, right? Making progress, moving things forward. What is it for you today? Fantastic. So again, just standing tall, looking around, feeling grateful, bringing this energy and this focus and momentum into the day, being a last eight percenter and, and committing and holding yourself accountable to continuing this practice and bringing some wisdom, using these last eight percent situations to grow wisdom. And in fact, I want to finish with Pema Chodron and... Um, a great quote from her book, Letting Go. She said, the happiness we seek cannot be found through grasping, trying to hold on to things. It cannot be found through getting serious and uptight about wanting things to go in the direction we think will bring happiness. We are always taking hold of the wrong end of the stick. The point is that the happiness we seek is already here. And it will be found through relaxation and letting go rather than through struggle. Have a wonderful day.